Today we're diving into the word no, specifically why so many of us have trouble saying it when we need to. Now, I developed this podcast originally for the senior staff and management of community organizations that I work with, but really it could be for anyone. So those wonderful people that I work with every day, they care so much, but they have so much on their plates and they so often keep taking more onto their plates and taking on more and more responsibilities when they shouldn't. That's a large part of what my coaching ends up being around is how to help them sift through all the work that they have to do and figure out what's the most important for them to focus on. So if that sounds like you, if this is the kind of thing that happens to you, then this podcast is for you too. So today we're going to be drawing from psychological research and neuroscience research and real life experiences. We're going to reveal the three primary reasons behind our hesitations to say no, from the fear of disappointing others to the guilt and desire to help. We're also going to talk a little bit about the numerous benefits of saying no, including improved focus, reduced overwhelm, enhanced time management, increased quality of work, and others. I'm going to talk a little bit about some practical strategies for effectively declining requests while maintaining relationships and personal boundaries. So if all of that sounds something that's that's really cool for you, it's going to be powerful for you, then jump on in. Welcome to the Achieve More podcast, where I help people and teams overcome challenges and achieve peak potential using neuroscience and high-performance skills, tools, and approaches. My name is Michael Scheel, and I'm a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I have over 23 years of experience in coaching and consulting people, teams, and organizations to improve and achieve more with what they have. I love to give tactical, easy-to-implement ways to help teams and individuals create their visions, overcome challenges, and achieve their goals. Now, I collaborate extensively with senior staff and management in community sector organizations, as well as mid-level management in broader public sector organizations. Now, like many individuals, they aspire to accomplish more of their critical tasks and find additional time to do so. However, similar to countless others, they often find themselves overwhelmed with an excessive workload and struggle to say no to new assignments. So today is really for people like that. We're going to be learning how to say no, why people don't say no when they should, the power of saying no to improve your performance, factors to consider when saying no, and frankly, how to say no. All right, let's start with why people don't say no. So the the reason behind people's hesitation to say no has been extensively explored in the fields of psychology and behavioral science. Drawing from this research and my own experience working with coaching clients and listeners like yourself, I have identified three primary reasons why you may feel apprehensive about saying no when someone asks you to take on additional responsibilities, even if it disrupts your work and concentration. Number one, the fear of disappointing others and being perceived as uncooperative. Uh, you know, some of my clients, for example, uh, are ambitious and driven professionals who highly value their relationships with colleagues and superiors, and they may fear that refusing requests could result in negative judgments or harm their reputation, causing them to hesitate in setting boundaries. Number two, concerns about missed opportunities or career setbacks. As a senior level manager in a nonprofit organization, uh, many of the people that I work with are likely aware of the competitive nature of their field. You know, they're not the only ones that are trying to to achieve the things that they want to do. They may worry that declining certain tasks or requests could lead to missed opportunities for advancement or potential setbacks in their career progression. And number three, I see this a lot with some of my coaching clients, guilt and the desire to help others. So a lot of the people that I work with, particularly in community sector organizations, but I bet you there's lots of private sector organization staff that feel the same way. They have strong values and passion for making a positive impact in their nonprofit sector, in their communities, 
and that makes them a little more susceptible to feelings of guilt when turning down requests for assistance. I mean, the whole reason that they've aligned themselves and they've they've done well within a community sector or nonprofit charity organizations, broader public sector, is they they care about helping others. So they sometimes might believe that saying no contradicts their core values of being helpful and supportive, making it challenge to prioritize their own work over the needs of others. So those are three main reasons I've seen that before that that's come through in the research time again, and I've seen those. So I'm like, yeah, that can, I can validate that from the experience that I have with the people that I coach. So that was fear of disappointing others and being perceived as uncooperative. It's concerns about missed opportunities or career setbacks, and then the guilt and desire to help others. So next, I want to touch on why you should say no. Now, I've taken this. There's a variety of ways you can you can look at this, but I'm taking it from uh, an impact on performance because that's so much of what I, I, I focus on is how can you improve performance? How can you achieve more using these skills? So here are some benefits that you will have that will help improve your performance by just saying no. Number one is improved focus. By saying no to non-essential tasks, you can concentrate your time and energy on the most important and meaningful activities to you. This increased focus can enhance your productivity and help you achieve better results in the tasks that truly matter. Ironically, by doing that, that can also free up your time to be able to take on more work later if you've got that, that capacity in your, in your workday. Uh, the next thing I want to say is, is reduced overwhelm. Constantly saying yes to requests can lead to a state of overwhelm and overcommitment, resulting in decreased productivity and increased stress levels. Saying no allows you to maintain a manageable workload and prevent burnout a little bit more easily anyways, enabling you to perform at your best. Three, enhanced time management. Saying no to tasks that don't align with your priorities enables you to allocate your time more effectively. By being selective about what you take on, you can dedicate more time to high priority projects and tasks, leading to increased productivity and efficiency. Number four, increased quality of work. When you have more time and energy to devote to fewer tasks, you can deliver higher quality work. By saying no to requests that may stretch your resources thin, you can ensure that the work that you do receives the attention effort it deserves, resulting in better outcomes. Opportunities for growth. Saying no allows you to create space for personal and professional growth. By declining certain requests, you open up opportunities to learn new skills, take on projects that align with your goals, and pursue activities that contribute to your long-term development and success. Six, improved work-life balance. Constantly saying yes to requests can lead to an imbalance between work and personal life, negatively impacting overall well-being and productivity. Saying no helps you establish boundaries and prioritize self-care, leading to greater work-life balance and increased productivity in the long run. Now, I would say that that benefit is even more, uh, it's even more prevalent, I'd say, in this world of virtual work where so many people, if you're working from home, it's, it can be harder for some people to, to maintain that work-life balance. Now, it's worth noting that the impact of saying no on productivity can vary depending upon individual circumstances and the specific context of each situation. I've also said this before, too. There are some people who have uh, more institutional barriers towards achieving success and being productive than others. There's all kinds of studies out there that show that women in the workforce get more clerical duties and get more things dumped on them than men. And there are a variety of other studies that show the same thing for ethnic minorities and newer employees, et cetera. So there are some of those institutional barriers as well. All right, next I wanna talk about factors to consider when saying no. So, you know, so far we've talked about three of the main reasons why people don't say no. I've just given you about what, six or seven different benefits to your performance. 
of, of saying no. So now if you're ready to say no, what are some factors or some, uh, some principles that you can consider when saying no? Uh, number one, think about your own priorities. Assess your current commitments, responsibilities, and goals. Will saying yes to the requests that you get align with your priorities or divert your attention from more important tasks? You can consider whether the request aligns with your personal values and your long-term objectives. The next sort of factor to consider, principle if you will, uh, is time and energy. You can evaluate how much time, effort, and energy the request will require. Will it overwhelm you or leave you with insufficient resources for your other essential tasks? You need to be realistic about your capacity and the, and, and the impact of accepting that request may have on your well-being and work-life balance. This is so true if the request is something that you really want to do as well. If it's something that's really in your sweet spot, oh, I'd really love to do that. But it doesn't matter if that's going to push you over the edge because you don't have the time and energy to do that as well as all of your other tasks really well. Uh, number three, consider your resources and abilities. You can assess whether you possess the necessary skills, knowledge, or resources to fulfill the request effectively. If you lack the expertise or means to do it well, it may be better to decline it or find somebody else to work with it or say, hey, I can't do that right now because I don't really have the, the skill set for that, but so-and-so can. A lot of people don't like admitting that they don't have a skill to do something, but sometimes that can that can be much better for you in the long run because you if you push yourself where you do have the skills and you can achieve better results with the things that you do have, you will likely become across more competent and get more things done. Uh, number four, the fourth factor to consider is relationships and reciprocity. You can consider the nature of your relationship with the person making the request. Are they a close friend, family member, colleague, acquaintance? Is it your boss? Do you have to say yes? How have they supported you in the past? You know, while reciprocity is not going to be the sole determining factor, it's something that you need to consider. If someone keeps asking you to do something for them over and over and over again, and they don't, and there's no reciprocity, there's no fairness back in you asking them to help you out in certain certain cases, then that's going to actually, they, you know, studies have shown that that has a mental health a negative mental health impact on you. You feel like you're you're getting burdened uh, by this person. So you have to take that into account and it's gonna be better for uh, your overall work-life balance, your overall mental health state, your overall feeling of overwhelm or not. If you say no to something, even if you wanna say yes, but if you say no because you think that it's gonna to be too much of a burden. Uh, number five, impact on personal boundaries. Reflect on whether accepting the request will violate your personal boundaries or compromise your values. You know, if the request goes against your principles or makes you feel uncomfortable or encroaches on your personal space, it's important to consider saying no to protect your well-being and integrity. Now, not every request is going to happen is going to do this, but there might be some that will. And I think it's important for you to recognize that you have the you have the, the agency to be able to say no for that particular reason. Number six is availability of alternatives. You can determine if there are alternative solutions or resources available that can fulfill the request without your direct involvement. Again, so if this is where they're asking you, you're totally swamped, you can say, hey, no, you know, Sasha over there, he can work on this for you, or somebody else can, or what about this this idea or that idea? That way the, the requester can still get something done, but it doesn't burn you out in the process. And then number seven, long-term consequences. You can anticipate the potential long-term consequences of saying yes to the request. Will it establish a pattern of being the go-to person for similar demands? On the one hand, that sounds nice to you, and maybe that sounds kind of like you want a reputation of being a go-to person. On the other hand, that can be uh, that can be detrimental. If everyone knows that you get stuff done and they don't want to do it or they need somebody to get it done, they can dump more and more on your plate. 
uh, and then you become overburdened and overwhelmed. So you have to consider, is it going to set unreal ex unreal, uh, unrealistic expectations for future commitments? You need to weigh the potential impact in your time energy relationships before making that decision. Now, one thing I just want to say, this is not a factor. This is something else to consider, uh, is the, the, the power differential between the person asking you and you. You know, if it's your boss and you have to do it, then, then you can say yes, but think about these things and see how you can mitigate, uh, the negative impact of saying yes because you have to. You know, if it's going to be overwhelming for you, what can you do to reduce that overwhelm? If it's going to step across your boundaries, what, what can you do to mitigate the negative feelings of saying yes and it and impacting your boundaries. So there's things like that. I've done, uh, I've got some resources on my resource page and I've done previous pod podcasts on when people make requests that, that over, overstep your boundaries and how you can, how you can respond in those situations. And I think that's important if there's uh, someone who is in a power position over you asking you to do something and you don't have the chance to say no. Uh, then you can still think about how is this going to negatively impact me and how can I mitigate that negative impact. Okay, now I want to get into how to say no. Now I've got seven steps here. I'm not going to go into deep detail at all for these seven steps, but I want to include them. I want to uh, mention them to you so you can use this as a framework for how to say no. Uh, if you want, uh, you can look into more detail in each of these steps, or you can reach out to me and I can give you more detail. But for the for the benefit of this podcast and make sure that it doesn't go like an hour or two long, I'm just going to very briefly go through these seven steps. Number one, and how to say no, be assertive. You need to communicate your decision clearly, unequivocally, and confidently while maintaining a respectful tone. One of the best ways to do, use, to do that is to use I statements to express your position and, and, and avoid sounding defensive or apologetic. Number two, be honest and direct. Provide a genuine reason for declining the request, but avoid lengthy explanations or making up excuses. Being truthful shows respect for the other person and helps maintain trust in that relationship. Step number three, offer alternatives if possible. If you're unable to fulfill that request, try suggesting alternatives that might help the person find a solution. This can demonstrate your willingness to be helpful and supportive, even if you don't directly assist. And I think it just goes without saying then those alternatives need to be viable alternatives and they can't be just ridiculous off the cuff sort of ideas. Number four, use polite language. Maintaining a polite and respectful tone is essential. Psychologists show, uh, have shown that if you, if you use polite, polite and respectful language, it sets a proper tone and people are more likely to accept no, uh, in a, more effectively than if you use a rude or brusque language. Number five, set your boundaries. If you find yourself frequently being asked for favors or tasks, it may be necessary to establish clear boundaries. Communicate your limits and let others know that you can and cannot commit to, which can prevent future misunderstandings. And again, if you could take a look at my resources page on my website at victus.coach forward slash resources, I've got a document there which outlines the steps to take if you're going to be setting your boundaries. Uh, number six, you can practice saying no. Saying no can be challenging for some people, so it can be helpful to practice in advance. Role play scenarios with a friend or rehearse responses to common requests. Maybe if you think that your boss is about to ask you to do something, you can practice with yourself how to say no. Uh, this is the same thing as actually creating a habit, is if you practice saying no over and over again and you think about the scenario where you're going to be made, a request is going to be made of you, 
and you want to say no within that scenario, if you practice that over and over and over again, it is easier for you to be able to, to say no in that situation and you'll be able to say it with the polite language and the appropriate approach and be honest and direct, etc. just as all the things we're talking about. And then finally, number seven, stay firm and consistent. Once you've made your decision, stick to it. People may try to persuade or negotiate with you, but you gotta stick to your guns. It's important for you to remain firm in your response. Consistency reinforces your boundaries and reduces the likelihood of future requests. So those are the seven steps. So number one is be assertive. Number two, be honest and direct. Number three, offer alternatives. Number four, use polite language. Number five, set boundaries. Number six, practice saying no. And number seven, stay firm and consistent. All of these steps, all of the content from, from this particular podcast uh, is based off of uh, scientific evidence from psychology, neuroscience, behavioral science studies. And I've seen this work with my coaching clients as well. So this does work. Okay, that was everything for today. I wanted to make it short and sweet, give you something powerful that you could use every day. And that's what we did today. We talked about the power of saying no. Specifically, specifically, we looked at the power of saying no to improve your performance. We talked about uh, why people don't say no. We talked about why you should say no, the benefits to saying no. We talked about factors and principles to consider when saying no. And then we just gave you the seven steps to, on how to say no. Now, if you know someone who needs to learn this lesson, please share this podcast podcast with them. I really appreciate it. All right, that's it for, for that's it for this week. In the meantime, I hope you find this material helpful, and I look forward to talking with you guys next week.